What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This has been the most tense podcast I have ever done. Kevin Sherrington. You're working on typewriters this time. Barry Horn. I don't even know who you are anymore. Where were you last week? Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about colleges. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the college Ballsy with a Z Podcast. I'm Evan Grant. He is Kevin Sherrington. And yes, Barry Horn is still with us. And now you're going to have to introduce somebody you've been teasing all morning, teasing about. Well, you've been teasing <laughs> in very obtuse ways, but we are joined by the great Les Miles, uh, currently working as a Fox analyst uh, on college football with our good friend Tim Brando, I believe. That's correct. And uh, I am sure a, the legendary coaching abilities of Les Miles are going to continue sometime in the future, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Coach, how are you doing this morning? I'm enjoying the day. How's the, uh, how's the producing and the enjoyment of podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you've got your own podcast, you know just what a headache this is all the time, don't you? No, I want you to know something. I have so much fun because I, I generally have a great friend, and uh, we, we just like you, you, I hear that laughter come and uh, I have a, uh, a, a eldest daughter who participates, very, very talented in, in media. And um, I have uh, four, I have two, you know, four children. I have two sons that are major college football players and a 14-year-old that's fast-pitch softball. My wife is an ex-basketball point guard and coach. Oh. And so we, we come naturally by the, uh, the uh, want to, I mean, I get my but just absolutely ripped by uh, my daughter um, <laughs> because she has opinions that are very substantial. Who does who does she work for besides uh, the Less Is More podcast? Um, who did she work for? Did, she, worked, she was the uh, Longhorn Network uh, intern, uh, graduated from UT at Texas, and um, she's a um, not currently working for the Dallas Cowboys. There you go. That's what Barry was. That's where to get I. That's where I wanted to go, and of course, you lived in Capel for a long time, correct? That's exactly right. Loved it, absolutely. Well, Capel was not exactly it. I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was close to Capel. It was. It was Hackberry Creek. Oh. The uh, there's a little golf course over that way. Yes, in Dallas, there is. And uh, yeah, and we uh, we enjoyed our time there. The uh, Dallas Cowboys have been extremely good to me. I uh, yeah. I just can't tell you and how much the um, the career exposure was uh, very significant to my career, and the, uh, the and how they handled people and that family handles um, people was just to me, in my opinion, tremendous. You, if, if if they need to play tough, hard nosed business, they can, but by and large, they're going to be a, a people organization. That's why they have uh, all their their uh, children uh, next sitting right next to Stephen and Jerry. So. You, you worked you worked the TCU Kansas game the other night and that had a interesting finish 
we can get into in a minute. But TCU, number four team in the country, when this, if this if this keeps up, is there any possible way they are not in the college football playoffs? Absolutely, there's no way. And, and what what has to happen is is they have to uh, they have to run the table. That's it. They just got to win each game, and and they are one of the guys in the college playoffs without question. What what is it that you like about them? I like the quarterback. I, I think Kenny is a. Uh, a mobile thrower, uh, made some really great throws. He hit John Biars, uh, one of our receivers that transferred in there from LSU, and uh, twice for, for big touchdowns. And, and But he could really move his feet and, and get uh, extend plays and, and, and make runs. And, uh, and he was dead on, very accurate. Uh, he, was, he was deadly on third downs. It was third down and long like three times in that game and and he hits i think two of the three were touchdown throws so uh i mean he he's he's what makes them tick it's been my opinion that uh that what gary patterson does particularly on defense and, and of course you know he he has a defensive coordinator but he he's he can't keep out of out of that a huddle um that he does that just about as well as anybody in college football I don't think there's any question. He, uh, I, I think he made some great decisions in terms of the off season, in terms of uh, Sonny Cumbie being the play caller, and um, and then that defense is is a uh, you know it's just really special. It it allows him to use his personnel best, and he has been just greatly successful at. at uh, at coordinating, and I think he's a very bright man. And if you look at how, if you, how wonderful TCU is compared to what was maybe a decade ago, where that stadium looked like a very small, not exciting uh, environment, and now it is, it looks wonderful. You got quality, um, um, you know, appointments and. And jumbotrons, and it is a big time stadium and a big time box and a, and a, and a big time donors club. So I, I just I was tremendously impressed with uh, TCU. I'm going to try to make some sense with this question, but if if TCU was called the university, if the same team was called the University of Texas, or if the TCU team was the University of Oklahoma, would they be more highly thought of? Because I'm sure there are parts. Of the country now, people go TCU. What is TCU? It just doesn't have yeah, the brand I, name. I think, I think the uh, I, I think the uh, I think the brand is growing, and I think Gary Gary Patterson is helping that brand grow. I think the victories that take place on Saturday is a way for um, a you know what was a Texas school to become you know and have a a presence in the college landscape. Um, I think that that is no question, but, but, but you're correct. OU, um, Texas, um, LSU for that matter, there's a, um, there's just a close your eyes and kind of think of the, the great games and they have a, they have a presence. I think, I think TCU is getting there. And, and certainly what helps that is the fact that this is, was phenomenal to me, and I was over there earlier this year. 
at one of their games, and, and I guess it just hadn't hit me until I was looking at the, uh, the, the numbers on that. This is his 17th year as a head coach at TCU. Uh, I think there's only – I think, is it Kirk Ferentz is the yes. only other – is the only coach in uh, major college football who's been at, at the school longer. 17 years, Coach. That's that's an unbelievable tenure at one school. It, it also tells you, too, that the the – President and the the recent athletic director and the guy that has you know done so much with the uh, fundraising, Chris Del Conte, and yeah, um, the alignment of those three men are are in their direct step. They agree with the, the process. They agree with what's going on, and uh, they have uh, they have made it a, an environment that is productive. TCU certainly a world class education and the ability of, a, of an athletics uh, department to come alongside that uh, education. Um, I, I think that uh, I think that 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 tells you why the coach has been there 17 years you know, because it's continued to get better and better and better. I want to <clears throat> I want to get into this with you very quickly, Les, and, and I look at TCU. And they're sitting there. They've still got. They've got this game with Iowa State this week at Iowa State. Then they're they're home against Texas, and then then they've got the game at Oklahoma. And I know Oklahoma has not looked great the last couple of weeks, but I still think that for TCU to make this playoff, they're going to have to beat Oklahoma twice. I don't know that they can afford to lose. Uh, in the regular season, then beat them in the championship game. Don't know that they can. They certainly can't afford to lose to Oklahoma in the championship game. How challenging is it to beat the a, the same team twice in a year? I think it's it's very difficult. I, I think the uh, um, and, and I, I think it's one of those things where they sit there and stew the whole time having lost to you and um, um, is it possible that both of you two guys would meet in the championship game? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. TCU and Oklahoma could still do that. And so that's, uh, that's so a big then, issue. So then that would happen in the championship game with least at that point in time. Um, see, we, we had that happen uh, against Alabama. And yes, you did. We had, we had beaten them and taken their spot in the championship game. And so there wasn't a replay there, but there was, then there was a replay at the, uh, at the uh, national championship level. So mm-hmm. um, it is, and, and I can tell you this, they will have a, a uh, chip on their shoulder because they had already lost, and, that, and that's, an, that's an advantage. And you have to, uh, when you get to that position, I'll call Gary and, and give him every piece of, um, of uh, thought process that uh, that he would need. Because one thing about it, he's a bright guy. He'll he'll know exactly how to approach it. You played that year. You played Alabama in, on the the first weekend in November. Beat them in Tuscaloosa, and then in the championship game, they 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 won twenty one nothing. They had obviously with a month, six weeks really to kind of just prepare for that for that situation. Uh, yes, you saw a different we, club, you have you to not? get there. And then, and then really you have a, uh, 
you have about a week before the before the championship game. So, right. Coach, who do you uh, who do you like? And uh, we're going to get you try to pin you down here and get your your thoughts about the the Final Four. Who do you like right now? I take Alabama. I take Georgia. I take um, Penn State. And uh, for fourth, I would. There's really some one loss teams that that uh, that you would that you would want to have to consider uh, to be in the top four um, right now. I uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pause and, and let TCU occupy that spot. <laughs> but what's going to end up happening is is they're going to say what is the strength of schedule and how good is the Big Twelve conference? And at that point. Um, TCU must continue to be undefeated, and then there's where the uh, the argument will lie. And will anybody beat Alabama in in that Final Four? Well, I think anybody can beat anybody on any given Saturday, based on injury, based on uh, fumble of ball, based on some of those unusual things. I think uh, I think he's got the recipe, Nick has the recipe of playing defense and um, making sure that the offense is productive, moves the ball, throws the football, but we're not turning the ball over. We're not doing it in long field. We're, we're going to make sure that the, the, uh, the opponent has the long field to drive, to score, and, and good luck because that defense is pretty strong. So one of those two teams, you've you got uh, Georgia and Alabama in there, so those teams are going to, face each other probably in the SEC title game. So you're going to you're saying that that even a loss there, you think the committee would still take both of them. I made that I made my four um, four team pick today. That is today. I am not I am not I am not prognosticating <laughs> in any way because but I I like Alabama. I think there's some one loss teams that can get in this thing and if you're an undefeated team um, you know, I think this, this Notre Dame might take and take some take some information, and, and you know, and and with a one loss to um, to Georgia, I think that they may you know be a part of the conversation as well. So there's a lot of ball yet to play, and I'm not I'm not going to make my picks until I get there. Coach, you uh, uh, this season, as I was trying to. Count up to uh, eight or nine wins for Kevin Sumlin. Uh, I had at one point them having a good chance to win down there in Baton Rouge, and now it looks like LSU has started to turn around a little bit. What do you think about what's going on uh, with that LSU football team right now? Well, they they started the season where they did not play hard, and now they they went to Florida and they played extremely hard at Florida. And that got them back on on track. They uh, they then you know proceeded to be a very good Auburn team and a not just talented uh, Ole Miss team. So, do you think that this team, uh, that the LSU, is on the upswing then now? I think I think LSU is in a position where they're, they they have a great talent base and they're playing hard. I mean, they're playing. You know, like at uh, like like at teams supposed to play. So, coach, 
So now you have, uh, uh, I'm sure you're enjoying these podcasts, and I'm sure you're enjoying uh, doing some work with Fox. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking, like a lot of people, that you probably still have that coaching bug. Uh, and, and so are you going to be coaching somewhere next fall? Well, I don't know if I can describe um, that I'm going to be coaching next fall. Okay. I think that there's, I can tell you that I have a want and a desire to, to find the right place and to be a part of uh, college football in between the lines as opposed to outside the lines. Do you and want to get back in the SEC? The things that we did in, in between the lines were more important and much more sincere than those things that we did on the outside of the lines. Coach, do you want to get back in the SEC? Yeah, I've played in the SEC and look forward to running into some old friends. <laughs> you, you would you would like that? You Would you like that? Because I, I see that there's the possibility of, of – I could see three, maybe four jobs in the SEC opening this this uh, yeah, after this I, fall. Uh, again, I, I don't know, and, and nor do I, would, I right. want coaches to lose jobs. That's not what I'm after. Um, but um, I, the opportunity to compete in the in the highest level in that conference is something that I would enjoy greatly. And and again, I uh, I, uh, I I I enjoy seeing some of the, uh, the the coaches and the teams that I've competed against. Coach, you've you've had a, a wonderful record and you've won a national championship and you've competed at the highest levels, as you said, and and had a remarkable. Coaching career, not only at LSU, but at Oklahoma State. You did some great things there. Before you got there, they'd had one win-in season in the previous 12. Uh, and after a losing season, your first year at Oklahoma State, you haven't had a, a losing season since. But I'm wondering, uh, is there anything, you know, as if this opportunity opens up, and I can't imagine that it wouldn't, um, is there anything that you would do differently at this point going forward? Absolutely. We uh... – uh, we would we would we would approach that quarterback position much more discerningly, and uh, um, if we needed to make decisions quickly, we would make them quicker. So, uh, and that's my responsibility, and that's the, and that's the thing I'd like to change. When the uh, when you when you had early in your career at LSU, you had some guys who went on and played in the NFL at quarterback. So it wasn't like you 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 never had quarterbacks there at LSU and didn't have success. There were times, obviously, when you did. Yeah, well, I mean, our, our better quarterbacks from Mettenberg to Flynn were really pretty strong. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to go. It's hard to win in college football without that kind of quarterback. I want to ask you something here because you brought up Kenny Hill and as, as one of the things that you, that impressed you at, at TCU. And and I don't know why this just came to me this year, but I, I just looking across college football, uh, to me, it, unless you have a system like Cliff Kingsbury has at Texas Tech or what Art Browse had at Baylor uh, or what Mike Gundy has at, at Oklahoma State. It really seems to me that you need to have a dual threat quarterback, a guy who who can who, he needs he can't just be a runner. He has to be able to throw the ball as well. But if he can't run too, if he's not mobile, it's really difficult, I think, to win in college football now. I think that there you're you're finding that like guys like Dak Prescott in the NFL are the, are going to be the guys that people want to play with. I mean, Aaron Rodgers showed how mobile he was. Um, you're you're looking at that as a, a key factor when you 
go to make a decision on evaluating the quarterback. Is this guy a, a mobile guy? Is he a runner? Is he a pocket mobile guy? Is he a pocket guy only? And I think you you have to you have to look for that that uh, um, that very mobile, very athletic throwing quarterback. That's what that's what everybody wants. Coach, are you going to be working this weekend? And uh, we be in the booth with uh, Brando and uh, Spencer Tillman again. I would again. love to be working this weekend. I uh, I am not on the schedule, and uh, I um, I am heading to see my son play. At uh, Nebraska. At, uh, yeah, no, at nope. uh, UNC. Yeah, okay. They're they're playing Miami of Florida at home. Coach, you've been terrific. We appreciate you taking the time. We'd love to see you out there on the sideline somewhere next uh, next year. We'd love to, to hear you in the booth uh, any any weekend this fall. Uh, you're you're one of the one of the real uh, shining lights in college football, especially from our standpoint. Not only because we like to watch the quality of football, we just like to hear what you've got to say, Coach. You're always, you're always an entertaining uh, uh, person to cover, and uh, that's something that means a lot to, to us. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, it sounds like you're uh, taking a sincere interest in uh, not only college football but your podcast, and uh, wish you the best. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for giving us a break from having to talk to Tim Brando another week. <laughs> well, I want you to know something. Brando's pretty talented. Yeah, I, yes, he is. Know, I, yeah, the, hey, the more I'm in that booth with him, I realize that it's not just uh, it's not it's not just his good looks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Great having you on. See ya. Take See care. Ya. There he goes, Les Miles. You know, I don't. I wasn't trying to oversell that about him. I I, I love Les Miles. He's from a, from what we do. He's he's not only a quality coach and well, I bet he, I bet he's hoping you get to be. Get an AD job real quick. Yeah, uh, I can hire him. You can hire him. Listen, I'm telling you what, he'll be coaching next year. He wants to coach. He said he wants to coach. And and not only does he want to coach, he wants to go get back in the fire. Uh, back in the SEC. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think there will be three SEC. I think there will be three SEC. Jobs Give us the open. teams you think are going to be. I, I, I mean, having watched Arkansas in person this week. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that it's only a matter of time before Brett Bielma is gone. I know, Kevin, you feel like there's Kevin's gonna a start huge a fund. buyout that, yeah. that would. He's got a 15. Well, he's got $15 million up in his contract. I've been told by people that that's. The issue that, that there's no one's going to pay that. There's not no even one Jerry. in the state of Arkansas pay fifteen million dollars. They've got they've got a lot of rich people in the state of Arkansas. I think, I think nobody. Um, huh? They're not going to do that. No. I think no. Tennessee is going to be. I don't think Tennessee is open. Tennessee I'm, is going to be. Open. I'm going to. I'm about ninety nine point nine percent sure Tennessee yeah. is going to be open. I, they, they've just regressed under Butch Jones. Um, I think A and M is going to be open. I don't think so. I don't know. You know, it's really good. I think it's good. That's why I asked that question about LSU. I was I was giving them the LSU win, and I was and I was maybe giving them an Auburn win. Uh, probably not, but uh, he's going to be right at the edge of eight or nine wins if he gets eight with a freshman quarterback. With a freshman quarterback, and, and I and I believe you know there's at one point he had 19 true freshmen, right. and it's too deep. So how do you do that? You're in. You're on the hot seat. How do you play that many freshmen? And so what I I think it says to me, it says a lot about, about Kevin Sumlin. What it also says about the job he did in recruiting. Yeah, well, because in two well in 2013 is considered the really bad class. Right. That that class those guys should be seniors now, right. juniors and seniors. That 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 was a bust. 
Okay, so yes, it does say a lot about that. You're right, uh, and these guys can play. I mean, they, these guys. He's he's really found some good players. There's there's some real talent out there. But I think that way. I think he was gambling on himself. I think he was gambling and saying, I'm going to play these freshman guys. He was going to play Starkle instead of Kellen right. Mond. But I think he always liked Kellen Mond better. I think in that UCLA game, when you saw uh, Kellen Mond, it, it was, he was bringing him into the game in the first half yeah, before oh, yeah. Starkle got hurt. What does that tell you? I want this kid to play. I want to see this kid play because of, his, because of the fact he is such a dual threat. So I think what, what Kevin Sumlin is saying is, is that, I think we can get to eight or nine wins. And if I can convince everybody I did this with a freshman quarterback and with all these freshmen playing, people are going to say, oh, well, we're, we're trending we're up trending now. Up. We, we, exactly. we have to go now. Of course, you, what you could say also is that people will say, now's the time to fire this guy. We've got all these freshmen. The new coach will come in. And watch all those freshmen transfer. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on who you bring in. Uh, he's got, it's he's a possibility. Got Auburn, he's still got Auburn and LSU left. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's um, tough. No, it's going to be it's going to be hard to get to nine. Right, eight is going to be a little difficult. Right, and that's I mean I don't want to discount Mississippi State either. You know that's that's not a walkover. No, game. it's not. And, um, and and of course he's still got the bowl game too. And I, if he get if he could get ten wins out of this season, if he wins nine regular season, then wins a bowl game. He's got ten. All right, wins, so let me let, no let's way. say he let's say he's gone. They decide he's gone. Kevin Sumlin, see ya. Would Les Miles be a possibility to be there? at a And M? Why not? Is, would he? Would he? Well, you you know the folks down there. Probably better than Evan or I do. Yeah. Would, would he be? Would he be? Oh, the I think kind they'd, of guy I think they'd, they'd love to embrace him. If yes. You had, if you were Les Miles and you had your pick of the of Arkansas, Tennessee, A and M, and let's assume that Ole Miss, which is operating under an interim head coach, is open as well. Mm-hmm. Which job do you take? You know, if I'm if I'm less because look, here's the thing: you have to understand kind of the symbiotic relationship between College Station and Louisiana. They, they over the years for lots decades, players came from Louisiana. lots of players uh, from from Louisiana go to A and M. There are more players going traditionally from Louisiana to A and M than to any other school in Texas, any other major school in Texas. I think I'd take Tennessee. Uh, you know that'd be third on my list. Be third on your list. Oh, second. I, I think that, and the reason why is because why I, would you want to go into the SEC West if you had a chance to go into an SEC East school that ha- is a traditional well, power? Well, you're right. That that, well, that, that 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 but that's the one thing. Why hasn't Tennessee won? It'd be my is my question. Why? Well, it's been a long time since Tennessee's been good since Philip Fulmer, right. you know. So that that's a long time, and uh, and and so I got to ask questions about are they are they becoming Missouri? You know, is, is is that what's happening there? So I, I got questions about. I think that A and M, you're you're at a major program in a in a talent rich state. He's never he's never well he didn't he was in at LSU. That's a talent rich state. You know, well, they, but you, you but he was in Oklahoma State, and they have a talent rich state where they recruit from but, too. But they it's were right here in Texas. Well, right, but they were the number two. Right, team absolutely in, in Oklahoma. So that was the problem there. Well, it'd be the number two team if you were at A and M. You were well, it's close. It's, it's close. It's close. It's one but, and one A, and, I, and I, it's hard to say which one on any given year. So I think um, you know we we brought up you didn't bring up Nebraska. You know, the well, ra- I, I, we were just, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I didn't mean to put him in a position to comment on open on jobs. Oh no, no I don't want him to do occupied. that either. But yeah, the, the the question I wanted to get to with him was, does he? And it, it seems like his answer was, yeah, I definitely want to be in the SEC. Right. But in Nebraska being in the Big Twelve, my question is, is Nebraska Nebraska's in the Big Twelve big, now? They're in the Big Ten. I mean, in the Big Ten, Nebraska in the Big Ten, they've got twelve schools or whatever. But yeah, it's right. the Big Ten. 
is Nebraska that attractive a job anymore? No, no, I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. And I, and I, I think they're, they, they're the perfect example of a school that had had to keep it rolling because the second they came off the tracks, they were just another school. I, I think you, you know, I really thought that Mike Riley was going to do a good job at Nebraska. I thought he had as good an opportunity to do a good job as anybody else, and it just it just didn't work. I don't know if it was the bad fit. Uh, just personality-wise, because he, he's he's got a you know he's a very engaging guy. I don't know why that didn't work there, um, but it is uh, it'll be very interesting to see what he does. And I and I and I was interested that he said that when I asked him about is there anything you'd do differently, and immediately he said the quarterback, right? Because that was that was always the uh, the right. criticism. Well, well he also pointed out the TCU hire of Sonny Cumbie too. Which I thought was interesting. Yes, uh, that uh, that he, you know, or Sonny was already there. But, but, but he'd come in uh, and he'd been the co-offensive coordinator right, before with Doug Meacham. Right. And then when Doug Meacham uh, left. But Sonny came in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I listen, and, and, we've, and I've said this before, and we'll, we'll just talk about it on the air. Uh, listen, I don't think there's a better uh, – there's a guy out there that runs a better system who recognizes a good quarterback better than Cliff Kingsbury. If Cliff, if Cliff Kingsbury does not survive this season, which sounds crazy considering the fact that a couple of weeks ago they were ranked 24th in the country, right. but if they're not bowl eligible at the end of this year, I just don't know if he makes it. Well, and I know they love him, but it. But if he goes, if he needs to reestablish, uh, and he goes somewhere as an offensive coordinator, if I'm Les Miles and, and Cliff Kingsbury gets fired, and I want to, and I want to go somewhere as a head coach, I'm going to tell everybody I'm bringing Cliff Kingsbury with me. This was the guy. He's better tell. He better tell Cliff Kingsbury that first, though. Well, he he, he needs to. All right, let's wrap this up with this. What's your week's final? This week's final four for you, Kevin. This week's final four for me. I'm gonna. I think are, pick, are, you're not giving just this week. You're, no, no, you're no. I'm, this one for the year. Yeah, yeah. But this is our pick for this week okay. for the final. Right. Uh, I'm I'm going with Alabama. There's no question. They're they're locked. Uh, I, you know, I was I was locked with Penn State pretty much. Uh, but this was a very difficult three game stretch here in the Big Ten play. They, they killed Michigan last week. Uh, they're going to face Ohio State this week. I cannot believe that Ohio State, I believe, is a nine-point favorite in that game. It's something like that. And it is in Columbus. But holy cow, Penn State is really playing well. I just don't know how you can make Ohio State that big a favorite. If they get past Ohio State, then I think they're in because they're not, Michigan State's not going to be that big right. a problem. So I got, I've, got, uh, I've got Alabama. I've got Penn State. Um I think that Clemson can get back in this. I think if, if Clemson, uh, because I think their defense <laughs> is so good, and I think if they can if they can win out here, which is entirely possible, it's, it's, uh, that they'll get in. And I'm going with TCU as my fourth. Barry, I'm going with four state schools because I think TCU has got to be perfect. They can't stumble, and, right. and they got It's a tough li- schedule. Well, they'll likely have to play Oklahoma twice. I don't know. Maybe yeah. whoever they play, they're going to have to play twice. Uh, I'm going to go with Alabama, Penn State, Clemson. And Oklahoma. Evan, uh, raise your hand. Now tell us who you're going with. I've got Alabama, Penn State. Georgia pick coming in here. I can see it. It's Georgia. I knew Georgia was coming. So you're like last. You're putting both of them in there. Uh, let me get to my explanation a second. Okay. And I, I, I'll, I'll go with Clemson also. They're, they're the highest rank of the ACC teams, and let's assume they run the table. Uh, and what we did here, as, as we noticed, nobody picked a Pac-12 team. Nobody picked a nobody Pac-12 picked team. Them. There's no Pac-12 team in the top ten at this point. The Pac-12, back into the Pac-12 just blew up this year. I, I, I'm not, I don't feel great about Penn State because I feel like the Big, the big Ten will 
That's get tough. Wacky. Well, but a Big Ten team will get in. But, but I feel I, – let me explain the Georgia pick, okay? All right, go ahead. I do think Georgia and Alabama are both going to go into the SEC championship unbeaten. And yeah. it's very possible at that point in time, if Penn State loses, that they'll be one and two. Okay? Right. Yeah. If Georgia were to lose that game, and they're at that point in time 12-1, and one, their yep. one loss is to the number one ranked, the undisputed number one ranked team, and they're the only team in that top 10 that's got to win over a top 10 team. Notre Dame is the highest ranked team with a loss, and Georgia's got to win over them. I think that strength of schedule is going to help them considerably. Every week that Notre Dame gets better helps Georgia. What about vice versa? If Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game, then then you think Alabama's a walk walk into the Final Four? I, I, you know, I, I feel it's going to be difficult for the committee to leave Alabama out, but I think, I think a one loss Georgia team has a better resume at that point than a one-loss Alabama team because Alabama's big out of non-conference win is Florida State, yeah. which has become a big pretender this year. Yeah. Well, they, they, they're kind of one of the reasons why they are, though. They knocked out their quarterback. Kevin, do you think a one-loss Alabama team does not get in? Uh, I think they get in, but here's, here's the problem with all of that is that – and I think they'll put the committee under a lot of pressure. Ooh. I mean, I, I think the committee will come under more criticism than they've ever done before because, as, as our good friend Tim Brando said last week, if you want – to, to get six or eight teams in the playoff, this is what you better pray for. Is that this happens? Chaos. Yes, because because here's the issue: if I think Alabama will beat Georgia in the SEC title game, and so oh. it, it, so that means that there. Let's say that a let's say TCU wins out, Penn State wins out. That's two undefeated teams. They got it, and then Alabama wins out. That's three. Those three teams have to be one, two, and three, right? If there's an if there's not another, you so, would think so. So if Georgia is the one lost team, and then they, and then they're twelve and one, and I get all that, okay. So that means it's one and four. Alabama's going to be playing Georgia in Correct. the semifinals. Yeah, and, and, and you, I, the, the conference, the committee could also make this the case that, hey, the Georgia Alabama game was a playoff game. It was their play in game to the to the final four. They could, um, uh, but but that when you have a play in, that means that one team goes. You don't right. you don't bring both. No, no, of no. Them. I, and that's what I'm saying on, on your yeah. scenario. Yeah. But I also I I also do feel like what we've seen in the past is the strength of schedule come into play. So, yeah. I, I think what, what, oh, absolutely. to sum up here, I think we're we're saying I know we're saying, TCU better win out. Oh, well, they have I, to win out. Yeah. I think I think. And TCU, then is, is is it a lock if they win out? I think it is now. I think the fact that they're fourth right now, two weeks in a row, they've settled in, they've stayed there. Uh, listen, they've played a, they're going to end up playing a tough schedule. Now, Arkansas is not very good, but they went to Arkansas and beat them and, and beat them handily, right? They will have – listen, if TCU goes undefeated, I think they're in. Um, the, the, but my, my case against TCU right now comes down to strictly the thing that we just talked to Les about, and that is as it stands right now, they're going to – Oklahoma has not been as good as we expected. But Oklahoma is still a good football team, and, and they'd have Oklahoma. to be at Oklahoma twice. Yeah, they beat Oklahoma. Listen, that they beat because they beat uh, Oklahoma State in Stillwater. That's a tough place to play. Yes, it is. So they they won there. If they win in Norman, that's that's their two biggest rivals are the two biggest rivals this year. Right. Uh, they've beaten on the road. Beaten on the road, and then if they beat Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, they're they're going to have one, to beat one of the Oklahoma schools. Twice. Twice to get in. They do that. I think the committee is going to say, ah, oh, you're in. But th- it'll be like almost in the championship games at Jerry World. Yep. Right 
you know, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 15 minutes away from TCU, they'll be on the road again. Because if they're playing Oklahoma, that'll be an Oklahoma crowd. If they're playing Oklahoma State, it'll be an Oklahoma State crowd. I yeah. think I, I think it'll be – I think if it's Oklahoma, yes, it'll be an Oklahoma crowd. I think if it's Oklahoma State, I think it would be a little bit closer to even. I just think oh, you're talking about the number of alumni – Oklahoma is just a much bigger presence than TCU is. It's, that, that that's has, right. Yeah, that has the, that has yeah. nothing to do with no, no, how no. good TCU has performed. No, or, no, no. Or their I, growing I, 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 it's just a small pro. It's just a small. But, I th- but Oklahoma base. State is a little you bit. You know, the only over, only other pro, private school in the top twenty. There's two other private schools in the top twenty. Who are they, Barry? I believe it's Notre Dame, which is the brand of all brands. Miami. And I th- oh, it's my okay, Miami. Stanford, yeah. I think, is in there too. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, it, this is a great opportunity for the Big 12. If they screw this up, they're going to kick themselves forever because the Pac-12 is out, in my estimation. Yeah, I, yeah. So they're not even in competition this year. And with Clemson's loss in the ACC, that that kind right. of pulled them down a little bit right. as well. Right. So, you know, this is the Big 12's year. They, they have to, to have credibility, they have to get back in this yeah, year. Not only do they have to get back in, they have to be competitive or, or they have to play really strong in the, in the college football uh, It would help if they no, did I that. Think, I think, I think it would certainly help. For, I mean, for future teams. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't the, but the last time Oklahoma got in, it didn't work out so well. No, it didn't. So, so if yeah, they, TCU has to play well. But just getting in at this point is kind of going to be enough for the Big 12, I think. Evan, do you remember who else we've had uh, on the podcast this week? No, it's been too long. Yeah, I know it's has. Kevin, I know you have the sharpest oh, memories we, anybody oh, in Oh, no question about who it. Else, who else can listen well, you know, to, to listen on the Ballsy podcast? podcast. We had uh, David Moore here talking about the Cowboys, who insulted us uh, early. early. He didn't on. insult us. He insulted you. Me, yeah, uh, I was really taken aback by that. We talked about the Cowboys and, uh, and their chances and the rest of the schedule and what we think is going to happen. Uh, we also had our good friend Richard Justice. Is he still our good friend? Well, he's 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 that was pretty, that was now. pretty contentious. Very contentious. We don't know where that was coming from. I think that maybe he was drunk. Uh, hey, it was eight o'clock in the morning in California. I think he just yeah. came yeah. in. Run all night. The I, he was he was out all night no, celebrating with his Astros. No, no, no. I, I, I find it offensive that you would attack my friend Richard Justice. Oh no, no, he wouldn't do that. Richard's the best. And then, we, of course, we had Les Miles, uh, who was uh, terrific. Great for him to come on with us. Uh, Love the the name of his and podcast. Le- Less, Less is more. more. And it was a late, late, late minute addition to a our late podcast. get by our by our producer Barry Horn. No, yeah, but I went to Tim Brando, who I've named executive producer <laughs> of the thing. I said, Tim, can you help us get Les Miles? Yeah, that was perfect. Now he was great. It was great talking to him because you know he talked about the, what he wants to do next year. He wants to get right back in it. In it where? In the SEC. In the SEC. Yes, if, they're, if they're hearing this, they've already heard that. Yeah, that's true. But still, uh, everybody's here tonight. Nobody's Eddie left listening Eddie wants to, to bring a quarterback. Let's uh, wrap it up, gentlemen. There's shrimp to be eaten. Oh, See so you. you've decided where we're going for lunch. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to our College Ballsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya.